0: Welcome to Loving That Sports Talk with your host, James Loving. If you're looking for a fast-paced show that covers football and so much more, this is the place to be. Now, here's your host, formerly of the Philadelphia Eagles, James Loving.
1: Well, good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Loving That Sports Talk. This is Chris Marwitz, and I'm here, as always, with former NFL player James Loving. Uh, so, James, what kind of week did you have? Just want to, let's start with there. Mm-hmm.
2: It's another boring week when you don't have no football on and all going to basketball <laughs> with controversy, you know, with the Lakers. That's all you're hearing about. So um, just that part of the year where it's boring for sports.
1: Uh, it's not that boring, but it's still it's still there. You know, I, I, I know what you're talking about. But... Uh, <laughs> yeah it, it is difficult without football, but again, they have the AAF i, I, I we're not going to talk about them today, but I know they're they're having some financial problems, you know there are some issues going on with that league, so who knows how long they're going to last but but anyway they they have games on Fridays and Saturdays, and people can watch you know those games and but to me those they're boring, they've been very boring, they've been very low scoring, so on most of them. Anyway, that's neither here nor there all right james so let's let's go ahead and let's let's get into it. Um, I know last week we talked about Zion Williamson, you know he's that small forward and a freshman from Duke. so last Wednesday night, there was a game between North Carolina and Duke. You know it was a highly anticipated game. We talked about it. Um, even former President Barack Obama was in attendance to the game, so um it, it, and people were really you know wanting to watch him and 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 see what 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 he does but unfortunately within the first minute of the game Williamson had his shoe fall apart i don't know if you saw pictures of it but it literally fell apart which caused him to fall on the court and he sprained his knee um so since then he's kind of been day to day to play um, and I, I believe they, they lost the UNC, and they've lost two other games since, or, or another game since then. He lost. I think they lost to uh, Virginia, uh, Virginia, Tech yesterday. So they they're having a hard time playing without him. But anyway, what I want to talk about is, you know, if he's anticipating to go to the draft. You know, he hasn't said if he's if he wants to go to the draft or not. But if he is going to go and become drafted, and they're saying he's still the number one pick. Should he choose to sit out and not play the remainder of the season?
2: I don't understand why would he sit out, you know? He could get injured walking down the street, you know? Uh, go ahead and play, you know? And they said he got an insurance policy or something after that we get paid $10 million if he don't have if he don't have a play uh, in the NBA. So, I mean, go. that's why you went to college, to play. You didn't go there to sit out because he sustained an injury, you know? That's stupid. Everybody keeps saying for him not to play. You know. Oh, so, you know. Go ahead and yeah. play. Uh, go to the NCAA. Take your team as far as you can. And that, you know, because if he get hurt, he's still gonna get drafted. So it makes no sense not playing.
1: You don't think it would hurt his uh, his his chance of uh, still being number one?
2: No, nah, he'll be number one pick no matter what. It took a lot of players that was injured. Ben Simmons. Play for seven sixes. He was injured. He came in 76ers and didn't play his first year, you know. So and they knew he was injured, and he set out that whole year. And they still drafted him number one. So they ain't gonna hurt him because he's gonna be the number one pick no matter what.
1: Yeah. Well, the team obviously needs him because they're they <laughs> he, he's he's like their spark plug on the team and. You know, they they Duke is is not doing well. They they fell from the they were the number one spot. Now that this past week they were number three, but they've lost again, so now they're going to drop further down. So that's going to you know affect where they're going to end up at. So I don't know. I was just thinking about that. You know, I I I, I wasn't aware that he had an insurance policy on him. Uh, I guess it makes sense that either him or the school or somebody had had gotten you know that for him, but. Uh, you know, you're right. If that's the case, then go ahead and play, you know. But did did, did you see the pictures of the shoe?
2: Yeah, that could happen to anybody, the way you, you know, he slid. So, you know, a lot of shoes does that. If you slide that way, it breaks, tear in that way, you know. So, you know, um, it is what it is. You know, it's a shoe. It ain't like it's a steel shoe that, you know, it's never going to tear. Shoes are going to tear. You don't know how many times he wore that shoe. It
1: Could be two or three years, you know. So, well, no, it couldn't be two years since he's just a freshman, because this is a contract with Nike, and so it had to be just his first year with with wearing a shoe. Um, but but one thing I I read about it was, um, typically when they when they are are wearing these kind of shoes, especially at a big game like this, um, the somebody from the company. Um, is it, usually there, and they're checking the shoes out, making sure that there's nothing wrong with the shoes. Um, from what I understand, nobody from Nike was actually at this game. <laughs> so that was, you know, a, a big, uh, you know, not good on, on Nike's part, to, to have this happen at, at a big game like that. So I guess we'll, uh, we'll see what happens moving forward. But, uh, yeah, Zion, he's, he's they need him to come back, so hopefully he'll be back here shortly. Um, so, one thing I keep reading about, you know, we know that uh, the NCAA bracket picks, you know, they're, they're going to take place on Sunday, March 17th. You know, that's a little over two weeks to go. You know, and with, uh, you know, many regular season and conference games to play, my question is, why are people concerned with bracketology now?
2: I don't know. You know how they get it. It's all about gambling, you know. Everybody ready to pick their bracket and, all uh, These companies have all this, you know. So it's all about gambling and money. Everybody just excited, and they're ready to see it start now. You know, and then today, you know, they have Gonzalez number one and all that. So it ain't nothing, you know. Just Vegas and money and people gambling. That's all that is.
1: Yeah, I was. I'm. I'm just been. You know, anytime you pull up any 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 articles or anything regarding you know the NCAA men's basketball that's all you 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 see is stuff about the bracketology you know and different person's picks and it's like but things are going to change and they are changing and they will change you know for the next couple weeks so you know what where they're at today is not going to be the same as they are here in 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 two little over two and a half weeks to go so you know don't be so concerned with where your team are at, at this point cuz you know, things things will change, but uh, yeah, I was just a little little concerned with with that going on because it, it seems like they just keep focusing on that, so they have to somehow stop it. I don't know if that's going to happen, but anyway, I guess so. So w- one thing that that uh, you know, the last thing I want to talk about before we you know actually you know move on to to our first break. So, you know, back in in, in 2005, you know, the NBA negotiated in their 2005 collective bargaining agreement to keep high school players cut out of the draft. So now they're talking about changing it back. You know, so the NCAA believes students should have a choice of attending college or playing professionally. So, James, as someone who played in college, would you have chosen to, to go pro at 18?
2: Yeah, if I had the option, you know, make money, because that's what it is, you know. You go to school, you get a job offer, you take the job, you make money. Same thing with sports. You know, that's why you play, you know. get a job in the NBA or NFL, you know, you get a job offer, you you get drafted, you go. You make money. It's about making money, you know. So, uh, yeah, why not, you know. You go out of high school. And they want you out of high school. You can make money, make the money. You know that's what it's all about. That's why you play to get drafted, or you know, get that chance to play to make that money. So nothing wrong with that. It's a job.
1: Okay. Well, tell you what. Let's take a break. When we come back. Let's talk a little bit more about this. So we'll be right back. <laughs>
3: The internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station.
0: VoiceAmerica.com. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice, it's engaging topics, content, and ideas. You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to Talk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show.
1: Welcome back to Loving That Sports Talk. Again, this is Chris Marwitz, and I'm here with former NFL player James Loving. So, James, before we cut the break, um, we were talking about the NBA, talking about renegotiating the collective bargaining agreement to allow high school players, you know, 18 years old to enter the draft. Um, so so I guess part of my thinking on this is, now, if some of these high school kids, now, it, it basically, in order to, to, to make it, from high school to the pros. We, we, we know some of those players that have done that, you know, people like Kobe, you know, and LeBron. You know, it takes special players like that that have the great skills in order to make that leap and, and, and skip over college. Uh, but not every, every high school player is cut out for it, but some of them think they are. So what happens if these if these high school players, you know, these kids, decide that they're going to go ahead and go for the draft? Don't for the don't go for the combine, don't go for the tryouts, and just go for. Oh no, sorry, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm talking football with the combine. Sorry, but not even basketball. But if they if they don't go for the tryouts and just go shoot for the draft and don't make it, you know, where where are they left at that point? You know, because then scholarships, you know, they've had scholarship offers that they turned down. What do they do then?
2: Well, you can do that. If you don't get an agent, you can go back to school. But once you get an agent, they consider you a professional. So, you know, you can try to represent yourself. If you don't make it, the kids are able to go back to school. But then I heard they're trying to get in a, a little a law or rule that uh, if they don't, you know, make it on their kids, can go back to school. So they're trying to do that. But um, if they don't get an agent, uh, they can go back to school, you know, and uh, continue their college, you know, in this case. But once they get an agent, they consider them a professional. So that throws out, you know, them going be able to go back to school. So um, either way it goes, you know, um, the player feel, and they would know if they're going to be a first or second round pick out of high school you know, to know if they're going to make it or not, you know, before they go get an agent. Um, so, you know, it, it works out for them, you know, except for uh, the ball brothers. It works out for them because their daddy messed that up with them. So,
1: hmm
2: Because yes, they did. signed with a professional team overseas, so that considered them as professionals, so they weren't able to go back to college, you know, so... And they signed with the agent, so that's why they weren't able to go back. But I did hear the one son of his was in Ohio playing at a high school, so I guess it worked out for him, but he had to leave California or something like that.
1: In order to play, huh? Yeah. No. Well. So, but what happens? Okay, if if they for what, what I was saying is, what happens if they if they go for the draft, they don't get drafted because you know they they think that they're they're the best player ever and they're really not ready, and then they 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 try try the draft, they don't get drafted, and by then you know a, a lot of scholarships have already been given you know to to players. What do they do then?
2: Not really, because that school knows them that good. They're going to still take them, you know. It don't matter with that. i seen kids commit to a school, you know, go to another school, then like it, and come back to that school they want to commit to, and the scholarship is still there for them. So, I yeah. mean, if they're that top player, it's going to be there. But if they're not a top player, they're not going to get that chance to go to NFL, so they're going to go to college. So you just got to be one of those top, top, top players. You just can't be everybody go on a uh, guy scholarship and say they go on pro right away like that. So it's gotta be right. one of those elite players to do that. So it ain't gonna be you know see two or three million dollars two million three million players doing that. No, it's gotta be like like you say, Kobe and LeBron, only certain people could do that. You know, and, and they know it, you know. So
1: yeah, well, it would be a hard talk to have to give to a player, a eighteen year old who who thinks he's that good, and in actuality he's not that good or not ready, you know. But the parents might think he's that good, but you know, it'd be the coach or <laughs> somewhere along the line have to have that hard talk with him. It's like, look, don't do it. Don't go over the draft because you're not going to get drafted. Not not now. So. Oh um I just wanted to I wanted to see what your opinion on that was cuz they they're talking about doing it again and uh you know the NCAA doesn't care so it, they they figure they got enough kids in, in there so they're good All right so let's talk about some of the the big news that's going on we're going to change to the switch to the NFL and I I I got to go back to the NFL a little bit so, Dallas Cowboys defensive end, Randy Gregory, he was suspended indefinitely for violating the league's substance abuse policy. So, this was Gregory's fourth violation. He's 26 years old and was reinstated in July on a conditional basis. He had been suspended without pay since January 2017. The Cowboys drafted him in 2015 with a drug, drug violation at the Combine. So... The first question is, will Gregory ever play, ever play in the NFL again?
2: Yeah, they gave him a chance. Hell, they gave um, Josh Gordon so many times a chance. And, you know, I think he had four or five, you know, things. But they, they gave him a chance, but they got to go through a program, drug program, and once they, you know, I mean, he's a great player, and he's still, young. Well, you know, when you see a team just like the Cowboys will take them, you know, take that chance again, you know, like, to took a chance on Josh Brown and see what happened, and you know, and I'm sure if Josh Brown come back, you know, clean, he'll get another shot from something 'cause he's that good. But you know, you think but Josh he's that Josh gonna good, play again? Yeah, somebody pick him up uh. because he's young and you know he he's just got a problem. He's fighting that demon they call it, and you know, so somebody take a chance, but they're gonna pay him much. He might get a million dollars. And with his uh, of you see what he did for New England when he was just at that little time. And they didn't right. even pay him that much. So if you can get somebody cheap that can perform for you two or three games, that's all it seemed like he, you know, gets in before he goes back smoking, that dope. You know, that worked out. You know, New England won some games with him. I remember one game he won for New England. You know? Yeah. So, you know, yeah. uh, he'll, he'll get a chance, you know. Gregory so will get another chance. He'll be to spend another year, you know. So uh, when they come back, you know, God will probably pick them up again because they got, I think he's a, um, three, they got his rights and they'll sign him for $700,000 and he'll take it just to get back and, you know, and he'll play and then he'll go back smoking again. So,
1: oh, It's unfortunate. So um, A follow-up question to this is, do you think the Cowboys should have done more to keep him clean or, or on the right path, knowing his history?
2: How are you going to keep somebody mind clean? When they go to that house and in their bed, sleep and go to that bathroom, you can't stop them from smoking a pipe in there. You know, you can't stop nobody, you know. Like I tell everybody, you know, the I have time to call you? You got to go to the bathroom. You got to go to sleep. You can call there. You know, he might go in the bathroom and, you know, when he get home. Cowboys can't follow him around at home. You know, he's not a kid. You got to find a way they to could, smoke.
1: They could have been testing him, though.
2: Well, they can't test him. That's against the rules for the team huh. to test him. But the, the league can test him. A team can't test nobody thinking, cause, you know, but the league can. And that's why he got tested and they found it on him because he's at high risk, you know. So the team already know he's going to get tested. Maybe three or four times, you know, a year. So you know that's yeah. that's on him. We gotta go get that help, and hopefully he can fight it. If not, he go sit down with um your boy, um Josh Gordon, um uh, Menzel.
1: All of them could go and have a smoke party. For- former players, all former players that have yeah. problems. Yeah. <laughs> all, all right. Smoke. So kind of during the break, we we so the the last thing I want to talk about with this, you know, we we were kind of discussing it over the break. Um, so we've talked about playing in the NFL being a privilege. But some individuals overlook this. You know, can anything be changed or is it just a, a mindset?
2: Nah, not be changed. The game came to a business. Like the owners say, the business, they're making money. Plastic, they're making money. So it, it's not going to change. The mindset of the game is, you know, to make money. You know, how much money you can make. You know, um, it ain't about the loyalty or the fun of the game no more. You know, because you see people holding off with money, and you're like, God, uh, on Bell hit $14 million. He held out and threw away $14 million because he want more. So it, it ain't going to change. That's how the okay. game is now.
1: Yeah, uh, it's unfortunate, So I guess it, it is a business. It's very true. It's a business. So All right, so Colin Kaepernick is saying that he really wants to play football, but we know that the NFL won't uh, find him anywhere. So he turned down offers to play in the AAS League. He was asking for $20 million. We know that they only sign players to a three-year, $250,000 contract. Next year, there will be another up- upstart league called you know, the XFL is coming back. Um, so again, Kaepernick discussed joining this league for $20 million. For that amount of money, is he serious about playing, or is he just wanting to get his name out?
2: This story is starting to get like um, Menzel. You get tired of talking about it. Colin Kaepernick, you know, he said he won't pay for 20 Is that what he won't? Go ahead. $20 million is, head, is, is yeah.
1: his dollar amount. Yes.
2: Yeah. Yeah, if a team will pay it, they'll pay it. They're not, like you say, he ain't going to play. He'll sit his butt at home, you know. And, you know, I've heard nothing he said always coming from his agent and all like that, you know. Everybody gets mm-hmm. tired of this, you know. If he wants to say something, step up and say it, you know. But, you know, I can't see him get 20 million by being sitting out this long. You know, I don't see, I mean, I mean, he's better than some of those quarterbacks that's getting paid 20 million, but you know, you've been sitting out for a while. So, you know, you can be rusty and, you know, your um, football shape is a lot different than playing, you know, so he's not going to get no 20 million. I don't see no team paying a guy to set out this long 20 million. Now, he no, he might I, I think, make some in and make some of the incentives, you know, up to twenty. But I can't see no team paying him twenty million, guarantee.
1: Well, part of his thinking is is that he, you know, with him in there and and the controversy that's been going on, people will come and watch the games, and that will drive up ticket sales and you know viewership and so forth. So he's he's thinking along that line. You know, just his name alone will carry some weight with some of these teams. But you know, when the startup league, you don't have much money to begin with, and twenty million dollars is probably about you know about all that they have, and they can't just pay it on one person. So, I I, I don't know. I don't think I, I don't think he's serious about playing at this point, and and I, and I don't see how he could even think that he can, you know, for that kind of money. So, it's it's kind of crazy. So. Anyway, well, let's, uh, let's go ahead and take our next break. When we come back, um, we're going to talk about Robert Kraft a little bit. So, anyway, we'll, we'll be right back.
3: Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com.
4: Our humanity is a thing we take for granted, but it takes many forms and it requires much of us to fully express it. Listen to On Living, the trauma and beauty of being human with host Dr. Leanne Nguyen. This program will explore topics about survival, fulfillment, hope, connection, being fully alive to ourselves and to others. Guests are people whose life experience inspires us to reflect on these questions. Tune into On Living, broadcasting live every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Variety. Thursdays at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel.
0: Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. The Internet's
3: number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com
1: Welcome back to Loving That Sports Talk. This is Chris Marwitz, and I'm sitting here with James Loving talking about sports. So, all right, James. So before we took our break, I kind of gave the tease. Uh, so let's let's go ahead and talk about it. You know, I said I think everyone heard that New England Patriots owner Robert Kraft is facing misdemeanor solicitation of prostitution charges in regards to. A targeted massage, basically in regards to a targeted massage parlors in South Florida, so everyone in the NFL, including owners, have to abide by the league 's personnel conduct policy. You know Robert Kraft denies uh, that, that he broke the law, but there is video evidence which is which is basically public knowledge, and people have seen it. However, the league says that guilty verdicts aren 't required for discipline in the past, the NFL suspended. Indiana Col- Indianapolis Colts owner Jim Ursay, six games and $500,000 after being arrested on drug charges. Tom Lewand, uh, Detroit Lions president, was suspended 30 days and fined $100,000 after driving while impaired. Everyone is, is asking this question. What type of punishment should Kraft receive? Uh, they'd
2: probably give him six, between six and eight games and five him. Probably like five hundred thousand, half a million. You know, that's all they gonna give him. Right? He just went to go get his freak on. You know. Ain't like <laughs> he went out drunk driving to kill somebody. He got caught up in a in a thing, you know. I didn't know he drove his bentley up there. He just really tried to be a freak. You know, but oh, yeah. I don't understand these guys. They got all this money. You know, he could call up a high price call girl you know, or something. Or you know, or, you know, like I was saying with Bill Cosby. Why you got to put stuff in somebody drink? you Bill Cosby. You know, you got all this money. People got to want to be around you. Just do that with you, just because of who you are. You know, and uh, Kraft just, you know, got caught and went to a strip mall. Is that it?
1: A strip mall, oh, yep. To a
2: strip That's where it was. So to a strip mall, and mm-hmm. you're a billionaire. Really? You know, mm-hmm. I mean, now uh, I, I think he have, um, he started the Gillette Shave thing. That's where his money first came from. So now they I, gotta I have thought Kraft
1: all these was, uh, was more, um, you
4: know, he I, I think started it was some other
1: industry. Well,
4: he, um, started so, the uh, paper,
1: he got thing, it from know? paper. Yeah, he, a, a paper manufacturing conglomerate is where he got it, got his stuff from, his money.
2: I know he do that Gillette Shade thing, you know. But, you know, hey, he got caught up. You know, look at how many others I think um, Jerry Jones got caught. Didn't he get caught back a few years ago? They said he was with a stripper. You know, it came out that he took pictures with a something, you know. All these billionaires' owners, but you know, um, he just probably was smoking with with, um, Josh Gordon and Menzel now to go driving up in a Bentley in the strip
1: mall. Yeah, I, I I I agree. It's kind of crazy with what he did. You know, because the man, yeah. you know, all he has to do is go to a bar <laughs> or or you know it, it, to have have people invite friends over or whatever, and they know who he is. And this man is worth billions of dollars. Well, millions of dollars. I Shouldn't say billions, but. Um, and there would be it's it's kind of like you know he he couldn't beat the women off at that point because you know women are some women are attracted to money and they would be attracted to him in some funky way but you know <laughs> going to a strip mall and doing what what I I don't know if you read what he did but I mean it it was in full video um, and and it's it's like wow. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah i he's 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 he he has to be accountable for for what he's done you know to me it's the the owners are 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 more accountable than than the coaches and the players cuz they're the ones that's you know the basically the the team is <laughs> is founded by them so they have to uh, basically you know uphold more than than other people do so I don't know. I, I, <laughs> I, 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 I don't know if, if he'll get six to eight games. I I, I think that's kind of steep for, for him on that. But again, you know, according to what they've said, um, the commissioner finds the the Patriots players and, and, and team harsher than they do uh, other teams. So maybe he will. But I guess we'll have to find out what happens, you know, because we know it's going to happen. It's just a matter of when. So. We'll see. Okay, so let's let's move over to the NBA. Let's talk a little bit about the NBA. We've already talked about this, but we're going to talk about it again. So now we're down to 20 games left in the regular season. The Lakers are still three games out of the number eight spot in the Western Conference. After the All-Star game, LeBron James was planning on amping things up. However, since uh, the All-Star break... They they've been one and two. LeBron has now come out and said that the Lakers need to stop being comfortable with losing. So as a professional athlete, how can anyone be comfortable losing?
2: Yeah, I mean you know he's trying to say all all the time he's about winning, but you know you know that team that he had you know it wasn't a winning team. You know now they're losing. He's trying to blame everybody but himself. You know saying that you know. Of all his career, he's been winning. He's not comfortable losing, but I remember him losing at Cleveland, Miami, you know. So it ain't like he didn't lose. I just think he's frustrated now. He figured um, if they don't make the playoffs, go will even work for him. So he said he ain't comfortable losing. Well, nobody's comfortable losing. Who won't go out there and play all hard and lose? So well, what he's saying don't make no sense, you know. But he don't want to come out and say frustrated with his teammates. You know, I think one of his quotes will say, you know, they got to realize and get over, you know, and I think he's saying that because they was going to get traded. Uh, his teammates, and they still lingering on that, you know, how can they trust LeBron? And he was trying to trade them. So, you know, he just said these comments, because he's frustrated and they losing, and um, he's playing horrible, but he won't never tell himself playing horrible, you know. So he'll get over it once they keep losing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it is. You know, they're they're saying that he's not used to to losing, but yeah, you're right. There's been a few a few of the teams he's been on that that have definitely had some losing ways, and so it's one of those things that yeah, get over it, get over it, because it's gonna keep happening at this point with who they have. So. Um, but I guess you know a follow-up thing on this is the Lakers have a lot of inexperience, but they're also very inconsistent. They they sometimes play just remarkably great, and then they play horribly bad. You know, do you think they can overcome this this season?
2: Eight mm-hmm. teams make the playoffs. You know, the Clippers. I think until they get some the first-round pick, they move up in that A spot. So. And then he knew this year he wasn't going to win no championship. You know, he was just trying to make the playoffs, I and mean, I think they will make it. You know, he'll be satisfied with that, you know. Because I guess the last three, four years, the Lakers haven't made the playoffs. So, them making the playoffs will be a big step up. He's looking at it, so he's looking at building from that Um, the years, you know, a few years later, you know. So they make the playoffs, he'll be happy
1: yeah it, it's always interesting when when you look at chemistry on a team and 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 to me I think that's that's more important than than a lot of things you know so you know if they look at who they have on that squad and you know where what the what's wrong with, with who's playing with where and you know the chemistry is just just off balance off kilter so i don't know if this is going to it's going to keep working or not
2: you said off-kilter. That's a big word. I got to Google
1: that. I ain't one of my 23 languages. <laughs> I know you 23 languages. And you're learning three more. We know. We know. Right. <laughs> uh, so the Denver, Denver Nuggets, you know, they're, they're only one game back from the Western Conference leader, uh, Golden State Warriors. They are a beast at home. They have the best record in the NBA when playing at home. The Nuggets, you know, they're a young team, and they don't have any star players, really. They don't have a LeBron or, <laughs> or, or or a Durant or someone like that on their squad. You know, but teams are still overlooking them. So, you know, how how are they playing so well together?
2: Like you say, they ain't got no star players. Nobody that's going to demand the ball all the time and want to take the shot. Because you look at team the they had those star players that want the ball all the time, you know. They don't have no chemistry. Um, The Celtics, Kyrie Irving, star player, that team is all messed up because, you know, he wanted to demand the ball. That star player, Houston. They said when um, Harden went out, you know, they was winning games. He come back in, they lose, you know. So, you know, when you have these star players and they demand the ball all the time and taking all the shots and bad shots, but when the team don't have star players, they play together because they pass the ball around to each other. And nobody's trying to be that person that always got to take the last shot. So, um, Denver, y'all—they're um, having a good year, good for the fans and for Denver, you know. But I think they probably get past first playoff round. After that, they'll get beat. So,
1: you think so? You don't think they're gonna go further? That because that, that was my follow question. How far do you think think do you see them going in the postseason? Because you got to remember they got the it. best record at home. They've only had four losses at home this season, and and you know with them being as high up in the in the rank they are, all the all the games the home they they got to come through Denver.
2: I tell you, I can tell you, in football playoffs is a different thing, and um, Denver's a young team. They don't got that really that much playoff spirit to take. So. West playoff come, these teams that you don't got that experience, you know, going to be different. And Like I said, Denver, you know, they're young. They'll learn this year. They'll win the first round. Second round, they'll get beat you know, that intensity, you got to keep it. You know, it's not like you lose and, well, we'll be playing again, you know, next week for two or three more weeks. No. You lose, you know, you know, you got to go home, you know. So, you know. uh, They'll be all right next year. Because, you know, some of these teams are going to split up with their players and then we you know get that team to keep together because they didn't get that fifty million guy on the team and making a hundred and sixty million and all this they gotta let everybody else go, you know. So they'll keep everybody and probably ask somebody. You don't know.
1: Hmm. Okay. All right, you heard it here. Uh, so let's take our next last break and we come back we're gonna talk a little bit about baseball. So we'll be right back. <laughs>
0: Have we got a high-energy, all-access sports show for you. It's Outside the Huddle, starring Leemond Williams. Each week, join Limont as he takes callers, discusses the week's top stories in the world of sports, and sits down with active and former players to discuss their transition from sports to business. Outside the Huddle is a great resource for players making career transitions both on and off the field. Tune in Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 Central, and 5 Pacific for Outside the Huddle on the Voice America Sports Channel. This week on The Revolution with Jim and Trav, we're hitting the water with a panel of angling experts to tackle the pre-spring fishing action. We'll break down water temps, how to approach each body of water, and what baits are triggering bites. Joining us will be Trev Gowdy, host of Trev Gowdy's Monster Fish, and Jared Littner from Major League Fishing. Jim and Trav are talking the hookup, and it's presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Saturdays at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, on the Voice America Variety Channel.
4: The Voice America Talk Radio Network is on Instagram. Make sure you follow us and comment on our pictures from behind the scenes at our radio shows, live events, and around the network. We want to see what you have to share as well. Check us out on Instagram at Voice America Talk Radio.
3: Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com
0: You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to Talk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show.
1: Welcome back to Loving That Sports Talk. This is Chris Marwitz, and I'm sitting here with former NFL player James Loving. So James, let's, uh, let's, let's dive in a little bit about baseball. So Major League Baseball will be testing some new changes with the Independent Baseball League. Uh, they have a three-year agreement with the Atlantic League. You know, it's A little bit of ba- background on the Atlantic League is uh, they're made up of, of eight teams. Two teams are in Pennsylvania, one New York, one North Carolina, uh, one in Maryland, one Connecticut, one Texas, and one in New Jersey. Um, so more than 40% of the players have Major League experience, so either A, triple AA, AAA, or, you know, in, on, on one of the, the MLB teams. So uh, Major League wants to use Atl- Atlantic League to install robotic umpires to call balls and strikes, and they will also move the pitching mound back and see if that affects the game. Uh, they say that uh, robotic strike zones are becoming increasingly accurate. So, based on their finds, these changes may be implemented into Major League Baseball. So, my question to you is: What's your opinion on robotic umpires first? And then, you know, then the second thing is moving the. You know, what do you think about moving the pitching mound back?
2: So we got to have robots there.
1: Yeah. Yep.
2: Oh, that's crazy whats this world coming to? taking those people out <laughs> to jobs with these robots that's
1: Well, stupid. they say they got cameras everywhere you know they 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 have cameras that that are saying how fast the ball is being pitched, um showing where you know the ball's being hit, you know so they have the the cameras and they 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 already have the the technology in place. they're just wanting to test this, and it's a three year thing that they're going to test it for so well, yeah. so what do you think I
2: thought. That's all it's gonna be. It's a three-year thing. It ain't
1: the, 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 like to I think it'll be like I said. They're on, gonna test you know? it and, and, then, and then and then and then you know see see what their findings are on it. And if it's worth it, then they'll end up implementing it in, into Major League Baseball. What in 2022 or 2023? Like I said, Maybe another extra year after that. Like I say,
2: it's a three-year thing. That's all they're gonna go three years. Nobody no robotics can call games or strike. That's crazy. You know, that's like the same thing they're trying to say with football. They have a person upstairs to see the play and we'll, we'll call it for the ref. Well, why you have a ref on the field then? That's just, so they're always trying this because something happened, and everybody complaining and, you know, like the Saints, you know, so... You know, leave it as it is. it's a human game. A human makes mistakes, so we deal with it and move on. Robotic. <laughs> <That's funny.
1: laughs> All right. Um, so what about moving the pitching mound back?
2: They probably could do that. I mean, it would help, you know, probably get people get more hits, you know, because, I mean, coming further, they're going to be coming that fast, you know, and now they that close up. So, I mean, I could see that, you know. Pitcher mound move back, you know. I don't know what it's going to work for, just bring in more often. People get more hits, you know. So uh, that's all that is, you know. They always come up with it. They sit down every summer and they sit down and have these meetings. you got to have something to talk about. Robotic. Really.
1: All right, so my my opinion on this regarding, you know, I I think it'd be interesting when when it comes to robotic umpires, you know, just to kind of see just just how accurate they are cuz you know, a lot of times you you'll on TV, you know, they have the pitching the strike zone, you know, showing where the pitch was 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 thrown to and just to see how accurate the the umpire was cuz sometimes it's it's it can be off a little bit. You know, so I I think it would just be interesting to just to just to compare, do it as a comparison on that. Regarding the pitching mound, yeah. I don't know. So the, so what they're gonna you know, have? The,
2: the, what they're gonna say, Leslie? Was that a strike? <laughs> <You> no,
1: <know? laughs> not, not quite, not quite. But I, I it, it's all. It'll be computerized. It'll be computerized. So and it'll it'll probably probably be similar to what we already have you know on the, the if they're televised you know where they they all show on the screen where the pitching the strike zone is and where it comes into and you know so at this point it's all by the eye and now it'll be strictly you know if it's a strike it's a strike if it's a ball it's a ball so you'll know for sure and there's no you know no questioning whether it's a ball or strike so but regarding the the pitching mound for me, you know the infield dimensions they've been standardized. Ninety feet has always been the optimal distance for the pitching mound to, you know, the the home plate. Um, and to me, you know, if, if they if they move it back a hundred feet, I don't think it's going to be an advantage for the offense. It's, I think it's gonna be more advantage for the defense. You know, because it's going to be harder to to throw that far, you know, and 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 to throw as hard as it is for that distance. You know, if if they move it up, then 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 yeah, move it up is is definitely more more a, a advantage for the for the offense because you know you can you have a faster ball coming at you at a shorter distance, and so I don't know. I just I think it's better. But if if they implement the the changes to to the pitching mound, I think they'll they'll lose a lot of fans. You know, because it, it's it's gonna. You, fans are, are wanting a, a faster game. They're wanting to have more runs, more offense. You know, they're wanting to see more, you know, the, a lot of people, you know, I, I know that, that you say how boring baseball is already. You know, this could just <laughs> make it even more so. So I I, I don't see that, that one happening. But I I, I think the robotic ump would be interesting. That would put some of the umps out of a job. I don't know if that's so good, but, you know. I, I I think that would be interesting. So, not that I'll ever get to see one of those games because it's not in our area at all. But anyway, so the last thing I want to talk about is uh, you know Brandon Copeland. You know he's a he's a New York Jets linebacker, um, and he went to uh, Penn State. Or I'm sorry, I'm sorry. He, he went to, to University of Pennsylvania, um, and he graduated from a Wharton, you know Wharton College there. Um, very bright guy, um, and in the off season, um, he actually landed a job at his alma mater, and he teaches a course um, every Monday night uh, from 4:30 to 7:30, um, teaching them what he calls Life 101. And basically, you know, he's he's he, he's not a professor. You know, he he didn't he didn't he doesn't have his his Ph.D. or any of that, but. Um, he's able to, to come across to these kids. He's, he's very knowledgeable. He's very smart. He's landed a lot of decent jobs, you know, on Wall Street, and he started a real estate company. Um, but basically what he does, and I, I think this is great, you know, for, for college students because, you know, as, as a college student, you know, did you know anything about 401Ks, uh, Roth IRAs, you know, tax rates, any of that stuff? Did you know anything about it? No. Well, th- th- these are things that, that he helps teach, you know, and helps them understand. And, you know, basically helping them to, to realize, you know, when they go out and get their first job, you know, what they need to look at when they buy their first car, when they find their first home. You know, the, you know, r- real life instances that, he, that he's teaching them. And I, I think this is this is a, a great course that you know a lot of people could understand. You know, talks about budgets, talks about retirement plans, renting. You know, just, just all all sorts of different things that that people don't even look at. You know, don't they do if, that if in you, college, if you had the opportunity, what's that?
2: Don't they teach the kids that in college?
1: Not really, not really. They don't teach that. You know they don't teach a lot of these things. They, they do teach like in marketing and, and there's economics and so forth, but it's not real life things, you know. And, and, and even, even in high school, people could take advantage of, of something like how to, how to run a checkbook or, or a checking account, you know, how to keep, keep uh, you know, money, you know, what they need to do. But anyway, if, if you had the opportunity, would, would you have taken a course like that? Mm-hmm
2: probably not because I wouldn't think I'd be making money like that to be keeping no account you know but I mean for somebody like him that know they gonna be in the NFL making big millions of dollars that'd probably be good for them I mean they tell everybody that the NFL don't teach the kids you know managing money but hell who's gonna know they could be making millions you know Right I mean that but, life, but I, that I don't life think, I study that should this. be that life should be taught I think you learn that in high school too
1: well, even even in it? high school, they don't teach a lot of those basic you know household things on on how to <laughs> how, how 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 to manage things you know how to manage a budget you know they don't they don't teach well, a lot like of these, these us, basic things
2: They taught us what the check and balance system how to write a check you
1: know right. But who writes a check anymore? You just use your debit
2: they card. of that. <laughs> well, now you do. It's changed. The world changed. You're right. Nobody yeah, writes a yeah. check really no more. Right. I do And who
1: thinks about about a retirement, especially at twenty twenty two years old? You know, most yeah. people don't think that way. But anyway, well, we got to end the show. It's been great, James. Uh, thank you for uh, imparting all your knowledge to us today. Uh, we'll be back next Wednesday. Hopefully, everyone listens in, and uh, we'll we'll uh, we'll be back and have a great week. What's the point of the